welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 84, for Saturday the 20th of January 2018. And it's been a good old week of writing this week. I had intended to write on Friday and Saturday this week because my wife's working the part of the day on Saturday. But my oldest son is coming home on Friday night and I thought, well, I don't want to be locked in my study until two o'clock, which is what I have to do to get the writing done. So I thought, okay, I'm not doing anything on Thursday this week. And by not doing anything, what I mean is the time is not um, allocated. I don't have corporate training or, or clients or anything like that to do. So I thought, that's fine. We'll shuffle the diary around. So I wrote uh, two lots of 5,000 words on Thursday and on Friday. Now, sometimes I get a little bit jittery about that. It's quite a lot of words to write day after day, and it's the early days of a book. So, for instance, if I was at the end of a 50,000-word novel and I was writing from 40,000 to 50,000, so I was writing the end of a novel, in many respects, a, a book has got its own impetus by then, and that wouldn't worry me. But so early at the beginning of a book to then force myself to write 10,000 words when I'm still to a certain extent, just figuring it out and just getting my course right with the book. Um, made me a little bit nervous, but I thought, well, what the heck? We'll soon find out whether we could do it or not. And the good news is that I did. And um, I, I definitely feel, I mean, I'm at 17,000 words on this new book now, and that's only over the course of two weeks. Um, I always get nervous about, does a book have legs when I write it? Because if you start writing and you think, I've written myself into a corner here, this isn't going anywhere, I don't have enough to work with here, I haven't planned, plotted, schemed this one right, then you get to a point when you think, oh, i got to ditch this, i got to start again. I, I kind of live in fear of that. I guess I must get more confident the more books I write that I'm setting out on a voyage and I kind of know where I'm going. But um, I do I do like to get well in because then I know I've just got enough I know leads, I've got enough things going on in the book, I've got enough characters, I, I know I can sustain it for a certain number of words. So on Thursday, I wrote 5,191 words. And then today, I've just literally finished. I've just got a cup of tea. and I'm recording this now. I've written 5,013 words. So that's 10,000 and what is it? 110,000. <laughs> My arithmetic's terrible. It's over 5,200 words, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you get the gist. So it's quite a lot of words. Um, and I'm quite pleased with that because... Uh, I, I was nervous about doing it, but I, I always feel this great sense of elation once the writing's done. And to be honest with you, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing the writing. I could have sat there all day writing today. I, I do really enjoy it. I, I just love uh, creating the characters, the stories, the twists, the turns. I, I like getting immersed in it. I do find it creative. And there is a part of me that says, well, you know, if nobody ever reads the books, I'm enjoying myself. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm loving this story. And, and I can't remember whether I told you this already. But uh, I actually completely changed it. It was supposed to be about something that happened to me or an experience I had in the BBC on a project years ago. And I just can't, I just can't get that story ready to go. It's, it's part the way written, not written. It's part the way plotted, but I just, it doesn't have legs yet. I, I can't, I haven't given it enough wind, enough air, um, to, to breathe the thing into life yet. So I do want to write that story, uh, the one about people who who disappear and, and go missing, get vanishing. But I I haven't, he hasn't got legs yet. So I came to this one, and this one, 
frankly, is, is so based around my holiday in Spain just before Christmas in Benidorm. Um, it's not, it's not a big part of it. I'm just using the locations really and the fact that people are in apartments, um, you know, on a holiday together or a vacation trip together. That's the loose framework of the story. But I just, I just, this story came to me probably inspired by that, that trip to Spain. And I'm even beginning to think, you know, this is, this is so much ingrained in what I just did before Christmas. I'm wondering whether I can get away with putting the, the flights, the hotel and a couple of the trips on my business expenses rather than taking it out of my personal pocket. Because in many respects, that trip to Spain has completely provided the inspiration and the locations for this book. So I'm mulling that one over. Uh, but uh, I think this is always the benefit of of making sure you've got time to do other things that aren't writing because it feeds your creativity and your imagination. As a writer, really, we don't miss anything. I think your brain's working all the time. You You see mannerisms, you hear phrases, you hear and observe things all the time. And I think you're always constantly squirreling those away like nuts and, and you bring them out in your books. They come out at the most unusual times and you remember things and you, you place them in your books. And so I think that not locking yourself away and writing all the time, I think you have to come up for air. I think you have to experience the world and holidays and breaks or whatever's in your, your budget and whatever suits you. Um, just nourishes the creativity. So this one's just come straight out of the trip to Spain. There's going to be several scenes in it that were inspired um, on my holiday while my brain was ticking away all the time there, <laughs> storing stuff away, Squirrel Teague hiding his nuts, so to speak, <laughs> uh, for, for books in future. So <laughs> I nearly got myself in trouble there, didn't I? <laughs> so let's move on from that. And so I'm very pleased to have written so many words this week. And uh, I'm writing, well, I'm, I'm down to write another 5,000 next week. But I have to say, um, I've been really idle, actually. I've, I've left me Thursdays free in January. I, I, <laughs> I was enjoying my break at Christmas so much. I've kept January free of clients and corporate training. They don't start until February. So I've had this wonderful experience of having my Thursdays free or got, got my Thursdays free in January. So uh, by free, I don't mean sitting there watching the telly all day. I'm, I'm always working, but doing this kind of work the, the writing work and work around that so I do have next Thursday free and I might write next Thursday so I might do another 10,000 next week uh, and then I'll be I'll be I'll be halfway through for good to say if I get to 25,000 but uh, I, I, I am tempted because the week after that I've got the 20 books event I've got a couple of events coming up in February and March so I am and I must have this book finished by I think it's about the 22nd of March I'm on a quite a tight deadline with it so my feeling is the more words I get written uh, the more maneuverability I give myself for just things coming up getting in the way not feeling like it if I've been busy going out on courses and things like that so I may I may I'll let you know in the next diary I may write 10,000 again next week if the inspiration's there Okay, so uh, general news and general writing news. I did an author XP event recently, and you'll have heard me. I bang on about these quite regularly, and I, I do hope that you'll give it a try at some point because I found authors XP uh, very good, and, and I'm still using it, and I'm still getting new leads from it. So it's authorsxp.com, and I did a sci-fi promo. Now, the thing with an authors XP promo is that uh, basically – load of authors in a particular genre gather together and then they draw out the hat two main winners who get all the books and they then 
draw out the from the rest of the entrance and they get one of the books. So you are going to give away, if you take part in an Authors XP event, a free book to the winner. And this is a, an ebook, of course, which I send through BookFunnel. You're supposed to gift them, but as I haven't yet got my butt into gear and, and worked out how to gift books through the Amazon.com site, that's mainly laziness on my part. And uh, you will see that I've been busy when I, I talk you through this diary. So I do have an excuse, I think. But I'm still not able to gift books through uh, Amazon.com. I haven't figured that one out yet. So I'm sending mine through BookFunnel. So I give away three electronic books through BookFunnel. That's how that works. And for that, I got uh, 693 leads. It cost me $45 to take part. So with top line leads, what's that? Six cents per lead. However, I must have sent a lot of those leads because by the time they were added in to my MailChimp, not my MailChimp, my MailerLite account, and it took out the uh, one of the duplicates, and it took out, yeah, the duplicates. Once the duplicates were removed and, and the dead or spoof email addresses, whatever they were, we were down to about 100, I beg your pardon, 400 new subscribers. So $45, 400 new subscribers, and it's not a fortune um, to pay for new genre-targeted subscribers. But I, I've always found out Authors XP very good. It's great for topping up your list. I've done thrillers. Um, I even did a, a YA sci-fi a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't brilliant. I mean, I, I got a reasonable number of leads. And frankly, I haven't got a clue how to target that audience anyway. So it was better than nothing. Um, but I, I don't mind Authors XP. It's been good to me. And it feels to me like I'm getting a new audience. And $45 doesn't feel like a lot to pay for 693 leads. And I have had more than that. It just really depends on which genre you're you're involved with. So do have a look at Authors XP. If you're struggling a little bit to shift books and get people on your mailing list, it really is a good place to go. And they don't just do those promos, by the way. They've got all sorts of different packages on offer there. Um, you can get reader reviews and things like that through Authors XP. So I, I really would recommend that even if you don't um, use it, please at least make sure it's on your radar because it has been very handy for me. As I uh, mentioned last week, I think, uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, I've had a few Goodreads giveaways running at the moment. And the reason for this is that Goodreads is going to start charging for its giveaways. And I just thought, well, I, I quite like these giveaways. They've been very good. I know Joanna Penn talks about this. When, when people see your book in a, a Goodreads giveaway, you send them the paperback, by the way. They don't do it with electronic copies yet. They, you have to send them the paperback. So it does have a cost to you. Uh, albeit a, a fairly small one, when you think of what it would cost you for any other advert, bearing in mind these are free at the moment. So I basically have listed all my books uh, on Goodreads giveaways because when people see your book in a giveaway, if they like the look of the book, they do what's called shelving it in Goodreads. They marketers want to read. And so it gives you great uh, visibility. It's just a way of getting your books into the, I guess, the atmosphere, the orbit of of readers. And we all know one thing about Goodreads that it's full of voracious readers. So uh, let me tell you the results then. And bearing in mind, these are all free giveaways at the moment. So I've finished how many this week? Three this week, and I'll probably have a few more this week. I, I space them because otherwise you spend the whole week uh, sending out books to people through Amazon. So remember, these are paperback books. And just a word about that, by the way. So I'm, I, I basically have to buy the paper book, paperback book through Amazon. So it comes through my account. 
if you remember, I will then get the royalty from that. Even though I buy the book and send it to somebody else, I get the royalty as an author in CreateSpace. But the other advantage I get, and I'm really pleased that something's changed in Amazon. When I buy, I'm on an Amazon Prime account, so I could actually send it next day delivery for free to them. But what I do is I do I select no rush delivery, and then I get a free MP3 file in Amazon. So having sent out, I don't know how many books I've sent out this week, was it three? five i've sent out eight books this week not only i've got the royalties from those books the postage didn't cost me anything the royalties will come whenever create space pay me out but i've also got eight 99 pence mp3 downloads on amazon now a couple of weeks ago when i did these goodreads giveaways um amazon had changed it, it was really annoying actually because they've had the mp3s for ages mp3s wraps i think it is and they changed it to something like kindle uh, not Kindle Pantry, Amazon Pantry. Well, I wasn't the slightest bit interested in Amazon Pantry, so I was a little bit annoyed by that, thinking I don't want a credit for Amazon Pantry. I'm never going to spend it. Um, but when I when I did these giveaways and ordered the books, the MP3s are back. Now, that's something I can use. I mean, it was only, what was I? I'm watching um, This Is Us, brilliant series, by the way. If you want to see um, really interesting plot structure in books, watch This Is Us. It's on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's an American season, and they've just made it free. Uh, but I was watching This Is Us, the other day, heard a great, there's actually loads of great music in This Is Us, but I'd heard a, a Cat Stevens song that I didn't know, went straight onto Amazon, download it, and because I got my 99 pence credits, that's really something I can use. It's money that I don't have to spend. So I, I really like that arrangement, but I'm only telling you that because don't think of it as spending, say, £5 on a book. By the time you've got your royalties and by the time you've got your free MP3 download, you're only spending about £2 a book, probably, something like that. So anyhow, back to Burden of Guilt. Burden of Guilt competition, they got 318 entrants, 67 people shelved it as want to read. So if you think, say, I know, if you think, you've got to remember that Goodreads are serious readers. So if you think that, let's say a quarter of those, just say a quarter of those people who shelved it as want to read, read it. That's 15, 15 people. Yeah, I'm only sending out three books to to ensnare those 15 people so you should look at those want to reads because remember you know good reads if, if it, it's, it's a lot of things but it's also full of dead serious readers people who read voraciously so uh three winners in that competition 67 shelves 318 entrants now i also did a non-fiction book my wordpress unboxed book and i generally get lower entries on the non-fictions obviously because most people are reading, I think, fiction, it's fair to say, on Goodreads. But for the WordPress Unboxed book, now this is worth, I say it's worth £10. It's what it sells for, 9 99 I think it sells for. I got 179 entrants for that. 59 shelved it as want to read. And there were two winners. Now, just by way of an example, that's a, that's a 10, well, it's a 9 99 It's a £10 book. Just imagine if 59 people actually bought that book. That's £590 worth of sales. Now, I know that it's never good to equate to that, but all of these things drive traffic. And at the moment, just for the last week or two, these things are free, which is why I've jumped on board just to squeeze the last little bit of juice out of them. Now, my grid trilogy, I put the first book in. I never put books two and three, and I always put the first book of the, of the trilogies in when I'm doing promos. So the grid had 312 entrants, which is pretty well the same as the Burden of Guilt book. And 92 have shelved that as to read, which is a really nice number. And there were three winners for that book. And you've also got to remember, by the way, that I was only advertising these in the UK. If you want to see some really serious numbers on these Goodreads giveaways, then make them international or make sure that people in the United States can see them. Because those numbers 
of entrance in the competition, it would be at least four or five times that if I'd have made it an international competition. I know that based on previous experience. So again, what I would say to you is you haven't got long left before they, the drawbridge goes up on these these good reads giveaways get in there if you list it then you're in kind of thing you know if you if you list it they close down the giveaways they'll let your listing end so give it plenty of time to get lots of entrance but i i would just as i say squeeze that last juice out the fruit before before it goes and they make these a paid thing because i ain't touching these when they're paid not unless they they prove to do something remarkable like a bookbub does. I won't be paying for Goodreads promos. I'm only going to do them free. And for free, they work extremely well and they're very cost effective. So next week, I have my big promo week on. So I am making Don't Tell Meg free on the 24th on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I've got a free booksy promo. I've got a, a fussy librarian. So free books, he does some good traffic. Not, not, not brilliant. Nothing like a book bub, but it does pretty good traffic of free booksy. And then the day after on the Friday, I'm going to have, uh, what is it? My book cave, which I've not tried before. I'm a Kindle Nation daily thriller of the day. Never tried it before, but they had a discount on. So I thought, what the heck? Let's give it a go. I'll be in many books and ebook soda. And what I'm trying to create with that is just a fraction of the traffic that I had on my, uh, bookbub promo in October. I can't go for another bookbub until April. So I'm, I'm trying to see if I bring together all these sites, can I uh, create something, at least a fraction of the traffic that the bookbub sent me so I can squeeze out uh, another couple of good months. So I know that Free Booksy has worked well for me in the past. Free Booksy was responsible for my best month uh, before the bookbub in May 2017. And I'm throwing more at it this time. I can't remember what I used with, I think I did something like a free booksy one day and then a, uh, my, what is it called? My book, something or other, many books. I did a many books the day after um, and, and maybe one other. Um, so I'm throwing more at it this time. Never tried a Kindle Nation daily. I mean, they've got a pretty big list. So I'm hoping that that will have an impact. Uh, we're just going to have to see. It hasn't cost me a fortune. It hasn't cost me anywhere near a book bub, but as ever, objective one is to cover my costs objective two is to make profit and objective three is for that to have some long tail effect so i give away hopefully a whole pile of don't tell megs and then i get the read-throughs and the read-throughs on books two and three is where i make the money um, interestingly a couple of things about the book bub i have started to notice that we're getting sort of more reads of the other thrillers so i've got dead of night i've got burden of guilt and one fatal error i haven't really done much with one fatal area i need to put that on a free free book promo at some point just to get that initial traffic driven to it but i have noticed that people are are starting to find those other books and starting to read them so whether that's the tail end of the book bub effect i don't know and the other thing I can tell you about January, now clearly this is going to be skewed because I'm about to have another uh, promo. So I'm going to create some artificial traffic um, from Thursday of next week. But if I was continuing January uh, on my average earning days this month, but without that promo, so ignoring that promo, then I would be on course for a thousand pound, not dollar, a thousand pound month this month. So we've had some pretty good months from the book bub. So I think, what was it, the October uh, was I think that was something like a thousand pound month, and then we had a four thousand pound month in November, and then it was a thousand I think in December and a thousand in January. 
just as a result of, of one book bub. Um, so it's been it's been very strong, as you could tell. And I really didn't think that the thousand pound monthers, and this is not dollars, this is pounds. So this is still better than the best month that I had in in May 2017, when my best month was a thousand, just over a thousand dollars in a month. Um, so you know what what can I say to you? A book bub is is pretty darn good. Um, it's worked really well for me. I can't knock that uh, income from the books. Uh, and I'm hoping that this promo on Thursday uh, will will help to, to you know to boost that maybe maybe get a two thousand pound or two thousand dollar month. We'll just have to see. I just I just don't know. It's such an unknown quantity. So I'm going to tell you that. And the, the way I've worked that out, by the way, is at the time of recording this, we're 19 days into the new year. I basically take what my earnings are so far in January. I divide it by 19 to get an average daily amount, and I times it by 31, the number of days in January. So working on that basis, I would earn over a thousand pounds this month. Now, this promo on Thursday is going to completely skew those figures um, and, and hopefully push that number up at the end of the month because we've got a full month of the promo. Um but just to give you kind of clean results, um, which are just bookbub only, because remember I haven't done any more promo since the bookbub. This is just this is just the slipstream of of the bookbub only. I would be on course, I think, for another thousand pound month this month. So that just gives you a, a feeling, I hope, for the power still of a bookbub promo. But always remember that I do not believe for one minute that I'd have had those results if I hadn't promoted a trilogy. It's only because I did a trilogy. And I shifted a lot of free books. And then you, you got people dropping off all the time when you do these promos. Some people have never even opened the thing. They'll just delete it when the Kindle gets full. But of the people who downloaded it, enough then went on to read it. And then enough liked it enough to go on and buy books two and three in the series to create that level of income. So the, the magic, the trick always is, I think, it's always to have the trilogy or write in trilogies not always in trilogies but try and have a trilogy under your belt in your genre if you can that's pretty well it for my publishing news this week a little bit shorter this week uh, mainly because I've been uh, for the first part of this year uh, recording episode after episode after episode of my new podcast and I'll just mention it here just in case you're interested because it is uh, aimed this podcast at complete newbies it's called the crypto news podcast and I've just been since new year since my cold disappeared and my voice has been suitable for recording um i've been recording with my co-host alison ingleby who incidentally i met through this podcast and she's now co-hosting this crypto news podcast with me we're having great fun with it too i hasten to add um alison and i have recorded 12 initial episodes for this new podcast and then actually last night we recorded the first what's going to be the regular format episode. So the first 12 episodes are what we've called uh, crypto boot camps. So if you have got a cursory interest in learning about what these cryptocurrencies and what Bitcoin are all about, then the first 12 episodes are just us explaining everything you need to know as a complete newbie to cryptocurrencies. And we've taken great pains to take all the geekiness out of there, all the tech, and just to make it very simple and accessible for, for regular people who aren't necessarily techie. So if you are, if you even have a cursory interest in that topic, please check out the Crypto News Podcast. There are 12 bootcamp episodes. That's what I've been busy on in the first couple of weeks of this year, as well as everything else. They're now edited and live. And then at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, if you haven't already had enough of listening to this podcast diary, at 10 o'clock, the weekly diary 
uh, or the News Diary episodes will go live for the Crypto News Podcast. And incidentally, um, Alison and I, because it's what we call a double-headed show, there are two of us, we've actually recorded that as a video. So I've actually had my webcam on, and Alison has her webcam on, and you can actually see us now. If you go out and find us on, on YouTube at the Crypto News Podcast, um, we're actually recording it on video, which I've never done before. Uh, and it's been much easier than I thought it would be. And it's been uh, a lot of fun. So... Uh, who knows? Who knows? At some point, maybe this podcast might go visual. Um, <laughs> if you, if you can face it, if you've got young children around, you'll need to usher them out the room if we ever do that. And it'll keep burglars out the house too if you just leave the videos running. Uh, but that's just a thought. It's been a lot easier than I thought. I've always shied away from video. Uh, remarkable, really, for a guy who worked 18 years in the BBC. I was never the slightest bit interested in tele. It just didn't interest me at all. I was always a radio guy. So I've always been quite happy with the voice stuff, never so much with the visual stuff. But I'm getting used to it. It's working okay doing the filming with um, Alison. And frankly, you just leave your you just leave your webcam on. You just and you just yak as you normally would. You don't do anything spectacular. Uh, I think the most I might do is just make sure my hair's not all over the place <laughs> before I come on the screen. But it's tremendous fun. And if you do have even a cursory interest in uh, cryptocurrencies, then check out the Crypto News podcast. Okay, that is it for this diary. I said it was going to be a slightly shorter one, and it is. Uh, my guest on Monday is Tim Wakeling. I'm really keen for you to listen to this podcast. I think I've spoken to two people. One was Edward Tranter, and Edward runs the Wishing Shelf Awards, and Tim is the second person. Tim is actually a local chap. He lives in Cumbria, and bizarrely, uh, Cumbria is a really big county, and Tim must live, I'm just trying to think, it's about 200 miles away, I think, if you drive it. It's it's a good, it's about two, three hour drive. It's quite a long way away. Um, would you believe that Cumbria is that big? And he's he's over hills and windy roads and and all sorts of things. He lives in a really remote place in Cumbria. And um, Tim uh, has, he, he makes, he's got, he's got nearly 20 staff and he doesn't sell the books on Amazon. He gets them printed himself. They, they, he writes the books, he produces them himself and he sells them through magazines. So it's the antithesis of what we do as indie authors. He doesn't do any of the things that we do. He doesn't use Amazon, doesn't care about Amazon, doesn't sell them on Amazon, doesn't list them on Amazon. He's just writing and producing non-fiction books and he shifts them by the bucket load. He's selling so many that he can have up to 20 staff working for him and he has a premises. It's an absolutely incredible story. And if you hear how he produced his first book and started making sales, there are a lot of lessons to learn there. Now, bizarrely, how many episodes? Timmy's episode number 99 of this podcast. And would you believe I've spoken to people in New Zealand? There's Pip in New Zealand. I've spoken to people in the States, several interviewees in the States. Try to think if we've been, yeah, we've been in Australia because uh, Rachel Amphlett's in Australia. And never has Skype let me down. But when I was talking to Tim at the opposite end of the county that I live in, the, the connection was so bad, I ended up... I ended up having to finish the interview by telephoning him through Skype, would you believe? And he's in the same county as me. It doesn't impair the interview at all. Tim gives away some great information. I do urge you to listen to that one because it's so different from what we do. And it just shows that there are many ways to approach this. I think it's a remarkable story. So that's Tim Wakeling. Tim's going to be episode number 99, would you believe, of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast. And that's going to drop on Monday the 22nd of January 2018. That's it for another week. I'll be back next Saturday with another edition of Paul's Podcast Diary. In the meantime, have a fabulous week of writing. Speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.